0: All right, folks. Good morning, Sunday, April 11th. And I'm here to talk about alligators, alligators. It's day two of the, uh, the road, the baseball road trip with my son. He's sitting right next to me, eating frosted flakes in the car. Sam, say hi. Hi. Uh, We are in Eastern Texas right now. And that is a very big swath of land. Um, We started yesterday in Tampa. Today we're in Eastern Texas because i'm just trying to hit all the voter suppression states on this road trip we are about 45 minutes from arriving at the texas uh, rangers baseball stadium where they're going to play the san diego padres in honor of bert greenwood uh, one of my great colleagues at common power and a Diehard apparently Padres fan. Although I'm not sure if she's a Fairweather fan because the Padres are now very good. So I'm just wondering if she's always been a Padre fan. That'll be we'll take that offline and discuss that. Um so I want to talk about alligators. Alright, so yesterday in Florida, you know, I they have alligators everywhere, and we had a chance to go to a baseball game and then drove about seven or eight hours north on interstate 75 from Tampa and then west on interstate 10. And it was pouring rain. It was one of those serious rainstorms in kind of the more tropical parts of this country. It rained for quite some time hard needed the windshield wipers on full traffic was weight slowed way down. Um, and it was this kind of like um, this soaking, a total soaking of us. And I just thought about as we were going through it. I thought about kind of the way that that uh, political power operates—the soaking of of our democracy with with either good things that are you know inclusive and bring us all into the fold, or they soak us and leave us just dripping wet and unable to really settle in and be part of a, a kind of comfortable part of our democracy. Um, so that was like on my mind as we were spending those many hours on the road in a state that, as I talked about yesterday, is my nemesis politically. Uh, we, I, I want to crack that nut that is Florida, and I'm not going to quit, but I also uh, need to be realistic about where's the best use of our time at Common Power. So we're paying attention to Florida, but it's not, one of our CP7 primary states. So we came out of Florida, uh, crossed over into Alabama after going west through the Panhandle, went past Pensacola and crossed into Alabama. And just outside of Mobile, Alabama, where there's a beautiful bay there that runs 20 to 40 miles long um, and then uh, uh, bursts a series of rivers that go north into the, uh, the south part of the country. Right there in Mobile, we stopped and we connected with uh, a person who is one of my uh, credible mentors and uh, inspirations, a guy by the name of Bob Zellner and his wife, Pamela Smith Zellner. Uh, they met us at a park that overlooked the bay and across the bay was Mobile. And we spent about 45 minutes between 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. last night out in you know 70 degree temperatures, uh, beautiful calm evening. You could hear all the the bugs and so on. And here's where we get to the alligators. Okay, so Zellner was the first Southern white person to be part of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. And he uh, he was hired as one of the 15 original uh, staff members of SNCC back in 1961. And uh, just, you know, was there at the founding of of an organization that that helped to change this country profoundly. Um, And I've had the chance over the years to get to know Bob and then Pamela um, a fair bit. Done trips with them. We've been on uh, podcast together, zoom conversations, lecture conversations. He's come out to Seattle um, and, and done talks. He's, he's, uh, he's inspired so many people. He's an American hero and Pamela, I, I've been, I'm learning more and more is somebody who has been fighting for justice um, in all kinds of inclusive, determined ways for, just decades talked last night about work she was doing in the 1970s in the Mobile, Alabama area. So we met them at this park last night and uh, the park, you know, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was like going to a Matthews beach park of Seattle uh, down a road. And then at the end of the park, at the end of the road is a, you know, a parking area that clearly opens out onto a bunch of water. In this case, an enormous bay uh, Mobile Bay and we met them there and they had their dog Mocha and We uh, we walked out to a pier and walked down out of out a pier, and the pier was not a super long one uh, it was maybe about a you know, a hundred yards the pier walked out there and there were various people out on the pier and uh, at the end of the pier was a guy who was fishing and he had all of this gear with him he had um, you know, the fishing rods, he had the, the, the bait, the, the tackle boxes. Uh, but he also had uh, a bunch of lights, like a headlamp, uh, a huge flashlight, um, a, 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 a couple various kind of like nets with him so that he could catch, pull things up. And as we walked out there, he said, hey, there's an alligator out here. You want to see it? And when we had gotten out of the car, Bob and Pamela had said that they needed to really pay close attention to their dog because alligators um, are very, very fast and they will capture and kill dogs or other small pets. Um, And so they wanted, they were really, you know, mindful about this. Um, And when we get, when we got out there and uh, this guy said, Hey, there's an alligator out here." Do you want to see the alligator? Because the alligator has been eating my bait. And we said, wow, whoa. Um, and so he shined out his light. With, like, it was like a, it's like a floodlight, it's so bright. Um, and sure enough, there was an alligator about 20 feet away from us. We were up on a dock, so it couldn't get anywhere near us. but it was about 20 and his, he was hanging out there watching this guy fish and then looking at us and the guy said i think he can smell the dog um, and i were like whoa okay and so he the alligator just hung out there and watched us for some time and um, we watched the alligator and, 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 and swam around car um and then walked back out on the pier and we just sat there and kind of looked looked across the bay and talked and caught up and they've been double vaccinated so we were able to to exchange hugs and love um and we talked about the way that an alligator is a predator the way that alligators uh scope out scenes and then use their 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 powers to to you know, to basically do whatever they want because they're so big, and fast, and 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 just uh, uh, aggressive that you can't do anything to stop them uh, short of weaponry. Uh, and we just talked about that and, and thought about that, and I was struck by that as a metaphor. I often think of life through metaphor lenses of metaphors because they help me to understand things using using something that I've familiar with to so understand something that I'm not that familiar with. in my view are the way that these um, voter suppression laws across Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia, the way that they work, they take things and they, they, they do the kind of uh reconnaissance of the environment, the landscape, and they assess where their power is most formidable and what they're looking for. And they do not target anybody and just everybody. They will often not come after people uh, that are close by. And this is why people often have this false sense of security, Um, but they will find the pieces and the places and and the objects to attack and they will they are targeted specifically and voter suppression laws don't go after everybody they don't they target specific populations they target people who are not regular voters they don't want people to vote unless you're a regular voter these bills and laws also target people who um, are less likely to be connected into the kind of fabric of the, of the uh, civic system. These people people who don't have driver's licenses or, or IDs um, who aren't as uh, uh, versed in how you vote by mail, for example. These bills and laws target um, people who don't have uh, ability to move themselves literally physically easily they don't have if you have to uh, travel some distance to get some id some identification or you need to travel at a certain time to vote or you need to be able to go at a certain time to vote um, again you need to be able to physically move and have a lifestyle a career that allows you to move voter suppression voter restrictive laws target these individuals They target people who um, are younger in the system, who have not registered to vote, and they make it uh, challenging for people who have not registered to vote to register. You have to register to vote by a certain amount of time before the election. You have to um, register to vote in a certain place. If you are uh, somebody who is an out-of-state student but have moved to a state, they often make it harder for you to vote or impossible, such as in New Hampshire, which has been a perennial issue. Republicans there have tried to make it impossible for these liberal college students who come to a Dartmouth or University of New Hampshire, Hanover college to, to vote. These, these bills and laws also target people who vote, um, on certain days of the week, particularly weekends, particularly Sundays because those voters tend to be uh, voters who vote higher in numbers for Democrats. Um, So the targeting, the reconnaissance, the intentionality, the predatory nature of these bills is very, very real. Um, And it is not uh, by chance that they work to make it harder to vote for certain populations, certain populations that vote more and more Uh, that vote primarily uh, for Democrats. And racially, these these bills and these laws overwhelmingly target African Americans, Latinx, Asian Americans, Native Americans. State after state, that's so. So, you know, last night, um, before we left the park, after we said goodbye to Bob and Pamela, Um, my son and I needed to use, uh, to use the restroom and there was a a facility there, but it was over kind of in these, these shadows, um, over at the edge of the parking lot. And, um, as we went over there to go to the restroom, um, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark out. Um, we're in Alabama. It's, it's all just kind of unsettling for sure. Um, even for a couple, uh, uh, white guys um, but as we went over there to use the restroom and to to, to use the restroom um, I was there was a part of me that was watching to see any movement coming out from the shadows of an alligator and I was mindful of that And and what could I have done nothing there's nothing I could have done if that had happened because they're way too fast it really felt kind of like a very vulnerable position there didn't happen obviously but that vulnerability uh, was really uh poignant to me there and so as i think about the bad time in these states uh, Uh, always trying to learn and to to kind of recognize my position in the world and where we can make a difference. Um, I think about the predatory focus of voter restrictions. They are predatory like animals are, like we see in the financial sector, predatory lending or in really Unhealthy human beings who seek to enact pain or dominance, predation, predation, predatory. You know, I focus an awful lot in my mind. And when we talk, when I talk about building a just and inclusive democracy, that's real. That's what we're striving for. Um, and that's the that's like the positive side of the coin a just and inclusive democracy but what we're trying to get rid of is a predatory democracy a democracy that is really one in which there's dominance there's power enacted there's people hurt there's fear and vulnerability that's what we're fighting against All right, folks, uh, let's keep the fight up. This is day two of a five day trek across America, Texas, right now. Let's do some phone banking. Let's call some senators. Let's tweet at some senators. Let's get ready to do a special election in this state. Uh, In just a few minutes, I'll be entering the district Uh, That is the special election district that we're going to be working in in Texas um, here in in uh, May. And I'm going to see if I can gather a little intelligence about that, about this space while we're here. All right, folks, let's go.